Last week, we talked about reading comprehension and the fight to increase reading skills and all of the interventions, the math interventions, the reading interventions, all of these things are impacting the enjoyment the kids are finding in their reading and in school in general. That begs to, you know, the question, why are the reading comprehension interventions that we've been doing for years not working. So many kids are getting interventions for successive years, for five, six, seven, eight years. If you're looking at high schoolers, kids that have been in in interventions for years and years, they're still not making progress. Why is that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. So the data from the last few years in school has come out and we're seeing that, surprise, surprise, the reading scores and the math scores, but I'm going to focus on reading for this, you know, this episode. The reading scores are down further than previously. What are we going to do about that? Well, our intervention groups have been growing for years and years. And I've talked to lots of interventionists and they're, they're struggling because their groups are getting more and more and more massive. And yet the impact that these interventionists are having is not what it used to be, partially because their groups are getting so big. There's just an ever larger group of of students who need more interventions year after year because the kids aren't catching up. They continue to need help, which just means we're not filling in the gaps. So why is this? And I guess the next question is, what are we going to do about it? But today, let's talk about the why. Let's talk, let's answer that question of why in the world are our groups getting so much bigger year after year? And why can't we, why can't we make an impact? The first reason is we're not catching the kids early enough when skill deficits start to show up. I'm talking about kindergarten and first grade. Kids are coming into kindergarten and first grade and they don't have the skills that they need in phonological awareness. They don't have the number sense skills. They don't have the language skills. And so they're coming in and we're kind of skipping over some of the stuff because we have to meet the standards. The kids have to be able to write sentences and paragraphs by the end of the year. They have to be able to read these big complicated passages to be able to answer comprehension questions. They have to be able to do addition and subtraction by the end of the year. And so we don't have time to 
fill in those gaps? Well, the, the smart kids, and let's face it, most kids are pretty smart. The smart kids kind of figure out how to weasel their way through it. They figure out that, you know, the cheap method, they can look at the, you know, the the alphabet up in the room or they can use the number, you know, the number board, the hundreds chart, all that stuff, and they can figure it out. And they do. They pick up on stuff. They pick up on the language. They pick up on things pretty quickly. Unfortunately, they have to scaffold so much that even though, yeah, they're, they're doing okay, there's gaps. And those gaps aren't being caught and filled in early enough for them to be able to stay on grade level as they move forward. So why is that? Well, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> there's a lot of reasons for the kids coming in that are struggling. We can't really do anything. We won't do anything. We can't do anything about what happens before they come to school for us. But we need to start looking at them earlier on and be more proactive on figuring out, hey, this kiddo really doesn't know 100% of their letter sounds. We got to work on that before we move on to other things. That leads me to my second, the second issue why the reading comprehension things aren't working. Not drilling down to the root cause of our deficits. So when we do catch on that a child is struggling in reading or math or writing or whatever it is, we have a tendency to look at the grade level and go, okay, well, Susie Q is struggling with multiplication. Well, then we need to practice multiplication facts. Well, the reason Suzy Q is struggling in multiplication facts might be because Suzy Q never learned the addition facts. And why didn't she understand the addition facts? Well, because she didn't have strong number sense. We got to start drilling down into the deeper levels so that the prerequisite skill deficits, the ones that are actually causing the problem, can be filled in. And I realize that it's really frustrating to take an eighth grader or an Algebra 1 student in high school that is struggling and go, sweetie, you need to go back and you need to practice your addition facts. But the fact is, the child isn't going to be able to be as, pro as successful in the current grade level, in the current, you know, system, Algebra 1, whatever it is, geometry. They're not going to be be able to understand it on that high level until they have all those prerequisite skills. That's literally why we teach prerequisites. So we have to drill down to those root cause deficits and start filling in the gaps at the most basic level. Third reason that our reading comprehension uh, interventions aren't working, we're not collecting baseline deficits of the skill deficit. And then we're failing to progress monitor the skill. I see it a lot, um, especially in IEPs, because, of course, when we're doing IEPs, we are progress monitoring our students at that level. We want to do reading comprehension goals. We want to do word problem goals. I see it all the time in math. We want to do those high level things. And we say, okay, we're going to be able to, you're going to be able to read a passage on a, a third grade level, and you're going to be able to answer main idea and details questions uh, with 80% accuracy. I've seen so many goals like that. 
And then underneath it, we go, oh, and by the way, the child's going to be able to decode and the child's going to be able to identify sight words. But what are we actually tracking? We're tracking reading comprehension. We have acknowledged that these other things are impacting. We're acknowledging that uh, the decoding is causing the child to struggle. We're acknowledging that lack of, of sight word knowledge is causing the problem. But then we don't progress monitor those lower skills because we see it as, well, we, we really need to come to progress monitor the higher level skill. Well, guess what? That means that we're not actually going to be targeting in our lessons what needs to be targeted, which is the most basic skill deficit. We have to do a better job. And this is uh, whether you're talking about tier one, whether you're talking about tier two, tier three, or students with IEPs, we have to do a much better job of collecting the baseline data and saying, hey, this child is struggling to decode CVC words because the child struggles in phonological awareness with blending. So then we need to go all the way back to blending, blending sounds, and we're going to progress monitor blending sounds for this child. And once that child can blend the CVC sounds, then we're going to move up to blending CVC words and add in that phonics component. But we have to collect the baseline data and say, hey, child can do this, can do X, Y, and Z right now. And then next week they can do this, 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 and see the progress. But we have to start somewhere. We have to have the baseline data. The fourth reason the reading comprehension interventions aren't working and why quite frankly, interventions in general, but we'll keep going with reading. Interventions and goals aren't focused on the most basic deficit. So the gaps are never filled. I kind of touched on this already um, in my last one, but it, it's true. When we make our goals at this lofty, the child's going to be able to comprehend at a fifth grade or fifth grade passage and all this stuff. When we know that the child doesn't know all their letter sounds or they, they can't read words with digraphs or blends or what have you. Yeah, the, we're not hitting the target skill. The child, of course, is going to continue to struggle in the higher level skill when we're not filling in those gaps. We have to focus our goals and our interventions on the most basic skill deficits and build from there. We have to, we have to meet our students where they are. Yes, we want them to get to be able to be on an eighth grade level. We want them to be able to do that, but it's going to take interventions that are targeted to their actual skill deficits to get them there. Without that, we're lost, which is why we haven't been making progress. The fifth and final reason is we're not making decisions based on data and the individual needs of the kids. We tend to, and I've sat in hundreds of MTSS meetings, where where a child is pay, placed and what interventions are provided to the child is based on what groups and spots are available, not based on the child's specific needs. I can't tell you how many times and how frustrating it is for everybody at that table and as, quite frankly, especially the teacher of that student who's sitting there going, but this child can't read words with digraphs. 
why are we putting the child in a group that's working on CVC words? The child can read CVC words. Why are we doing this? Why is this child being held back? Or the opposite is also true. I've seen it several times where a child really needed intensive work in phonological awareness, especially segmenting and blending sounds. That that tends to be where a lot of our students um, really struggle. And instead of putting them in a highly intensive phonological awareness uh, intervention group, because there isn't one, we're going to put them in where they're going to be working on phonics. Well, the child can't blend or segment words, which is just auditory, but we're going to add the component of the letters, and the child also doesn't know all their letter sounds because that's really hard, you know, that's hard stuff to do. We're going to put them past all of that, and we're going to put them in a group where they're working on CVC or long, long vowel sounds. Well, what about all the middle, what about the middle ground? Again, we have to start making decisions based on the individual needs of the student, not just on what is what slot is available. And I get it. There's only so many interventionists. There's only so many hours in the day. And it's really, really unfortunate when it comes down to it because we so many students could be making so much more progress if we could get around all of the shenanigans, for lack of a better term. It's shenanigans. We have made decisions at district levels and at school levels that these are the interventions that are provided and period, end of sentence, when we as teachers know that's not always the best. That's not what every child needs. We need to come together and figure out how can we pool our resources better and provide the different groupings and, and the different situations for these kids that they need? I have some ideas on that. I'll share them over, you know, the next few months. But at the end of the day, we need to start honing in on what each child that's struggling individually needs. So the bottom line of all this for years, we have been so focused on teaching reading comprehension skills that the kids never learned the skill of actually reading, of having how to turn these weird little symbols on the page into words and into sentences. No reading comprehension intervention is ever going to teach a kid to read who doesn't know all his letters, how to or how to blend sounds, doesn't know that PH makes F and all that, that it, it's reading comprehension is not going to teach that. We have to drill down to the basic needs of our students. And to do that, we have, we have to know individually what our students are or where they're at. We have to start at step one. We'll get there. Baby steps. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your students calm, and your interventions successful. Bye.